Hey now, it's Praise for Impact, and I'm your host, Mike Gilbert, and I'm joined as always by JD by God Oliva. How you doing, JD? Solid, man. Solid. Busy. Yeah, man. Both of us have been busy. We haven't really talked much. No. Uh, busy. I know. I know. T- I know. Today, I don't think we talked at all. No. Uh, so, well, I, uh, which is odd for a show day. Swing of Coke I know, Zero. Swing of Coke Zero for the working man. Uh, you have I, one of those days today, huh? So you know, if I'm so I'm like. I uh, I drink a lot of caffeine in the morning, and then I try to have no caffeine in the afternoon all the way through the evening. But for me to have caffeine after dinner, that that that's when you know that I had kind of a tough day. So mm. had a little bit of a tough day at the office. Yeah. And I you know I can't I can't really get into it, but uh, you know being a leader is difficult, and managing different personalities can be difficult. Managing personalities of young people who are at like twenty two who this is their first job and they have left their home. They went off onto this adventure and now they're, they're, you know, working full time for the first time in their lives. They all of a sudden have to become adults and the adults that they've been with their whole life are not here. So guess who that is me. <laughs> so pop a mic. yeah, pop a mic. And then I have some, some, some folks over me too, that I have to manage those personalities as well. So, um, it, you know, it can be difficult and you don't always do the best, but you do the best you can. And so, um, that's what I did and I had a tough day, but I'm here, man, here to do the show. I'm excited to talk about, uh, tonight's impact, man. I would say it was a, um, um, eventful is not the word, but I, I feel loaded, maybe loaded would loaded. be the word. Like there was, there was a lot going on in this episode. Mm-hmm. It's one of the better episodes I think we've had and a bit to be honest with you uh i i liked it i had qualms with it but i thought on the whole it was, it was better than the last couple of weeks to be honest with you yeah i, I think they saved up some stuff you know because this was yeah. the go home for for victory road and so the last couple of weeks have been like not good not bad but just kind of existing and then this one i felt like they they loaded it up with a lot of action tonight. they did wrestling was good wrestling was good yeah, and uh, surprising considering who were in some of these matches. I, <laughs> which which I will get to uh, on BTI. Giselle Shaw beat Hyen, and that was talking BTI. Thank you, folks. Thank you for talking BTI. Do you know who this Hyen is, by the way? Yeah, she's done some. She's done a bit in uh, the Midwest Indies, bunch of stuff for AAW out here in Chicago. She's all right. Okay. She's pretty good. Aren't they a tag team? Giselle, Giselle and Hyen. Shaw and Hyen weren't they a tag? Let me take it to something else. <laughs> Uh, yep. You know what? I, I'm not educated on the independent women's scene, so that no, no, I'm no. not the guy. Yeah, I am. I am not the barometer of uh, who is famous in the world, and I am not the barometer <laughs> of who is a good women's tag team on the independent scene. So I'm not the guy to ask. Yeah, I, I'm such a nerd. I didn't know who anybody was who showed up on Dynamite last night. Like, hey, I, that's okay. I knew, not for me. I I knew who Fabulous was. I want. I, I knew who Fabulous was. So I was like, when Fabulous came out, I was like, oh gosh. And then uh, I went. I went to the the one track that I have saved on my workout playlist from Fabulous from like uh, twenty years ago. So I knew him. What was, DJ, that? DJ, what was, what was Fabulous? What, what from twenty years ago? I might be it. I, yeah, I can't deny it. I'm a fucking rider. You don't want to fuck with me. Oh yeah, I can't yeah, think, yeah, yeah. I do know yeah, that. I can't think of the name of the track, but it's a good track. Uh, yeah. But I ended up looking it up because I couldn't remember the name of it. And then okay, I, okay. I was like, I oh, shit, that. let me. So this morning when I, well, I didn't actually work out this morning, but when I went to work, that was the first track I listened to on the way to work. So that was cool. Gotcha. No street cred for me, as, as Papa Garrett would say, none. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, but hopefully I get some street cred from Papa Garrett because here I am busting out some rhymes on a wrestling podcast wearing a Jimmy Garoppolo jersey. I don't think anybody else on the network has that kind of swag. I don't think so. No, 
<laughs> no, no, I'm I'm busting out '90s hip hop lyrics wearing a Fort Niners jersey. I might as well be kissing Garrett's ass directly. <laughs> <laughs> Brown nosing for points. <laughs> I respect it. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Well, hey, uh, let's go ahead and get into the show. Uh, I think this is going to be a quick episode tonight because uh, we. Uh, so tomorrow night's Victory Road. Uh, I know, I know, JD's got a lot going on. So I think Saturday morning it'll be uh, coffee with Uncle Mike reviewing Victory Road. But I will get a chance to watch Victory Road at some point, and then when I do, I'll most likely do a solo review. And then uh, I think we've got some big stuff coming up, uh, coming down the pike here for this uh, podcast here very soon, which okay. we're excited to tell you guys once we get it all finalized. We're excited to tell you about. But anyway. Um, Impact open with a recap of uh, Honor No More causing chaos last week and uh, Demore settling it with uh, Rich Swan Heath and uh, Josh Alexander. Then we go to the first match, Digital Media Championship uh, ex- or ladder match between Brian Myers and Bupinder Gujar. Now, what I'm about to say is a little controversial. We're about to share this was not, opinion. This was not a great match. Um, uh, this was not a bad match. I thought this was a wholly decent match. And I felt like Gujar took a lot of punishment here, and I thought he was sold well and things like that. I think Brian Myers is a really good heel. Um, I like the fact that Myers is keeping the title. I do hope that that means I do hope that doesn't mean that this feud is going to continue. But what I, the, I what I'm going to say is okay, not good, not bad. The match was kind of there. Um, I think I was mostly pretty entertaining. Unfortunately, I didn't care. I just. You know what I mean? I, I'm not into the feud, and then the climax happens, and I just I didn't care one way or the other, and that's and that's a bad thing. Mike, I agree with the vast majority of what you're saying. I, the match wasn't bad; it was better than I expected it to be. Yes, 100. percent But I felt the same way. I just don't care. And now you've got the most overplayed gimmick in professional wrestling the last 20 years, the more play gimmick match, I should say is the ladder yeah. match. We can't have mediocre ladder matches, right? Mm-hmm. The standard of work in a ladder match is so high that doing that on quite frankly, a throwaway impact in quite frankly, a throwaway feud between, and I like Brian Myers, but they're kind of throwaway guys on this roster is, it doesn't do anybody any favors because I'm going to be honest with you, a month from now, we're not going to remember this match happened. And Bupinder Gujar got his ass kicked. He's bleeding all over mm-hmm. the place. He took a mirror, he took a ladder to the face for a two star, two and a half star match. You know, really, I'm not a star guy, but that's what it was. It was above average. It was fine. Yeah. But for, you, can't, for, you can't do mm-hmm. a fine ladder match. You can't do it. Yeah. If you're going to do a ladder match on TV in this day and age, you have to, you have to do something special. And this wasn't yeah. special. wasn't bad. No. No. Or you like, you don't even have to do like crazy high spots and do all this crazy stuff. That's not what these guys are. No. But the match and the story that you're telling has to be on point and people have to care. And unfortunately, I just didn't think that we got that. And um, nobody really cared. No, some of the, the bumps were spectacular. I'll give mm-hmm. them that. I've seen them a thousand times, but mm-hmm. I got, I got, I got to hand it to Bupinder Gujar. I really, I did feel like this was that by far it's his best match in Impact. Yes, um, and it's and it's not even close. Um, and so I was really, you know, I I like him a little bit better now than I did going into the match. Unfortunately, I feel like he's probably going right back down to BTI or 
something else because he didn't win. And I hope this means that this feud is over. I respect him for this. I really think that he showed some guts and some balls in this match. The problem yeah. is Brian Myers is a heel character. Or, excuse me. Brian Myers is a comedy heel character. Yeah. Right? Like, this just doesn't... This just doesn't work with any of this. I mean, like... And the effect these guys killed themselves, and I kind of was just like, it's you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got you. Uh, let's see. Oh, our friend Josiah McDonald was uh, oh, yeah. the uh, the guy doing the recap. Uh, so let's see what he said. Um, the good pastor. So he, yeah, the good pastor. Um, he said that uh, Gucci looks like he broke his nose and helped him get some sympathy as the crowd started getting into this. I agree. Mm-hmm. Myers pulled the title down, retaining. He said it may have been time to call an audible here and make Gujar. But alas, started slow, but it was a decent match. I think, yeah, I think he hit it on all points. Um, I'm, but I'm, I disagree. I think it's okay to keep it on uh, Brian Myers because I just don't see. I don't think Gujar's ready yet. I love Josiah, but I really want to strike the phrase "call an audible" from all of professional wrestling. Like, <laughs> I, and I love Josiah. You know, I love you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the idea that we should throw away all our plans because the uh, this particular audience <clears throat> happens to have an affection for what's going on in this moment is not a good one. Right. No. Like the idea to scrap. OK, we got these plans. Let's scrap everything we're doing because it'll get us a moment in a match that does. it'll get us a small pop in a match that doesn't matter. Like, yeah. who cares? Yeah. You know, you know, when you call an audible. OK, when when if the champion gets hurt and he knows like, hey, this is going to be nine months and then you, you flip the title. OK, that that's when you call an audible or. When you're Ric Flair and you're in Puerto Rico and you don't want to die, <laughs> if you don't drop the title, all the Dominicans, not, yeah, no, Dominicans, not Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic. Yeah. If you don't drop the title, they're going to stab you. Okay. That's a good reason to drop the title at that point. And then you flip it back to them. But for, because there was 32 fans in Dallas that happened to like Uger, I don't think that would be the way to go. Let's say you, let's say that you know you tore your tricep off the bone and you know you're going to win the title anyway. <laughs> Perhaps you think, hey, maybe I should tell them to call an audible because I'm about to make things a lot worse. Yes. Maybe. Maybe. There's a <laughs> pontificating a hypothetical scenario. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm just texting. I just wanted to tell Josiah that we just buried him because uh, he he sent us a thing saying, hey, you guys are going to read my recap tonight. So how was it? I'm like, well, we buried you immediately. <laughs> <laughs> you can't we bury love, your friends. Who can you bury? Right, right. Uh, Heath was backstage uh, with Josh Alexander and Rich Swan. Uh, he owned up to causing Swan his match last week, and then said that uh, he needed to get on the same page to defeat Honor no more. Well, he he caused them to lose the tag team titles. They were about to win, and uh, he uh, he interfered and got them DQ'd. Uh, I still I still I still think Heath is turning heel, but man, they really liked Heath in the in Dallas tonight. They really. I, did. Think, I think Heath is the most loved man on the roster. Like honestly, honestly. If he had the title, he would be, you know, it would make sense. And I'm not advocating it because Heath is Heath, but uh, uh, he gets he gets those pops. Send all of your tweets to at JD underscore Oliva for suggesting that Heath become world champion of Impact. <laughs> I just said it would make sense because I think he gets better reactions right now than Josh. He does. I, I think the people like him. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, knockout champion Jordan Grace beat the shit out of Ziggy Dice. Woohoo! She be, I okay. So, uh, did you see the discourse this week with Lance Storm being like, "Well, what is AEW's identity if WWE was good?" And I know Lance is just kissing ass in in, in WWE because that's what he does. Um, and then you know our good friend DJ Kai was like, "Well, what's Impact's identity?" And I got to thinking about it. it's actually a good question. Yeah. I don't hate the intergender stuff anymore. 
because of that. Because I think it helps. I think it helps Impact stand out from everybody else right now. To be honest with you. Yeah. So I intergender not for me. It's it, not. It for, I didn't really say it was it. for me. Yeah, yeah. I didn't say it was it, for it, me. But but I it, think it is something that separates them, right? Mm-hmm. And I, and certain trademarks also separate them. Ultimate X is a good. That's like their thing, right? That separate. Okay, people don't like it sometimes. A King of the Mountain. That's what separates, you know, Impact from a lot of other folks. And so, yeah. um, intergender thing. They were the first televised. I know other matches. Like I know Disco wrestled Jackie, right? I, I understand that. I know Jericho wrestled China back in the day, but Impact was like the first televised company other than Lucha Underground, which that was more like a TV show versus a wrestling show. Mm-hmm. Impact was really the first company that kind of embraced that stuff. So. Lucha Underground was a telenovela with matches. Yes. Yes. I kind of miss it sometimes. Yeah, I do. I do. Well, Court tried to bring it back and didn't work. Sorry, Court. Sorry, Court. Uh, James Mitchell cut a promo for the opponent, uh, Masha Slamovich, picked to face Grace, who is Max the Impaler. Um, and I thought this was a cool video package, and they actually used footage from NWA Power to introduce Max, and I, I enjoy that. I like the synergy between NWA and Impact. I think we need more of that. Yeah, this was all right. I thought that was really. I thought one again. We do great video packages here in Impact. I mm-hmm. think the best. I really do think the best. Yeah, because WDBs are just so over the top and like over dramatic, and AWs are fine when they decide to do them. But Impact just this is just what we do here, and it was really good. Speaking of really good, Mia Yim defeated Black Tarus, Alex Zane, Laredo Kid, and Trey Miguel in a five-way match. This was one of those things where I was kind of like cringing, like Mia Yim. <laughs> But then when Black Tarus hit her in the face with that damn headbutt, I was like, oh, he got her. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, and then all of a sudden, like, Mia Yim just became one of the boys. And then I kind of forgot that it was an intergender. I was just like, oh, I'm just watching a match. So it was like, really, it was this match right after the Jordan Grace match. It made me really think about the point I just made because we went back to back with it, which I think is a choice. Like, I think they could have spaced that out a little bit, but they chose not to. So it is what it is. But me, I think I think Mia Yim's one of the best workers in the roster, to be quite honest with you. And uh, again, I don't love intergender, but they did a good job of making me forget for a moment. So I think this worked. I think this worked pretty good, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I originally wasn't looking forward to, to Mia Yim being in the uh, the revolver match, but I think she worked well with these guys. I, I, I liked what they did here. Me too. And, and look, Zane's a bit sloppy, but I kind of like him in this company. So I, I think he's a guy that can probably keep around. I agree. I think that Alex Zane got a lot of uh, a lot of press by doing some silly GCW stuff, but I think that um, he is sloppy. But I think he can, I mean, like, he's kind of older than people realize. But I do think he mm-hmm. can make some strides here because he'll be working with people that, quite frankly, he's, he's better than who he's used to working with. Even, the, even you know, because he was only in NXT. And, you know, he's done some stuff in Japan, New Japan Strong. I mean, like, aside from the, the junior. So I think he can, I think he can improve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so do I. Uh, Eric Young and Dina were recruiting members for the Violent by Design, but then they beat the hell out of all of them. And, and then they did this thing, this this what is it? This was it? This symbol? No, 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 no. It was, was it? it was this. What? What? The, so they had their two. Uh, sorry, this is bad radio. We're 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 <laughs> seeing each other on camera. So they got the two middle fingers up into a V like mm-hmm. thing. I don't actually okay. hurts my hand. So they can't do yeah. this because this is now scissor me daddy. Oh, right? so you think the they acclaim, care about that? The acclaim, I, I do. The acclaim okay. got this whole thing over. And by the way, they really did. That thing is. They really over. did. Yeah, it's so stupid, right. but it works. 
stupid always works in wrestling. People have to start admitting this. Stupid stuff always gets over. Always. <laughs> it, does. It, does. So, it does. Good for um, them. Yeah. You know, they uh but yeah, this so they so you can't do this. Well, this is also unless you're Winston Churchill, this is peace. So mm. I don't know. Eric Young thinks about weird shit sometimes. This whole thing was dumb. Why do they wear yellow hoodies? I don't know. Maybe it was like a callback to NXT. Now that was bid be gold. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, maybe they just got a discount. Is well, maybe because Violent by Design had those was yellow, like yellow. Oh yeah, color. Just thought of that. Yeah, that's true. Maybe I hate. I hate everything about it. I'm. I. You know, I was curious to see where this is going to go. Don't care now. Really don't. Uh, Our friend Josiah. He said he, uh, Diener and Young beat them all up while Amazing Grace played. I love Amazing Grace. It warms my heart. I love that song. Um, and uh, then they, uh, that was weird. So I agree. Um, but speaking of stupid, Amazing Grace gonna is going to get over. Oh, so I was, I was gonna, Amazing Grace is really good at the bagpipes. It really is. Um, but it kind of gets me emotional because I, you Wait, know, so- the, the police and fire department, whenever they play that, it's like, oh, kind of gets me going but um mm. so on that note speaking of stupid <laughs> um another joe hendry video aired and i love oh. this one even more than the first <laughs> me too I, I it got me at first i'm like what am i yeah. watching here and then i then about like 30 seconds i'm like oh this is a joe because the accents tipped me off i'm like this yeah. is gonna be a joe hendry video and i laughed so damn hard so, so hard let me set the scene. So Hendry, or so there's a couple arguing, and the wife tells the husband that um, she's trying to tell them that the baby that they have together is not his. And he's like, "Well, who is it? Who is it? Who is it?" And then they go, and then they kick into the song. Here comes Joe Hendry. Just say his name, and then boom, they kick into "I Believe in Joe Hendry." And I was just like, and then the couple dances. They forget that they're mad at him, and they start and like the husband's struggling. He's like, "I hate this guy, but I can't stop dancing and clapping." And then he even goes into air guitar when the guitar riff hits. I loved everything about this. Ridiculous. Me too. Me too. Like Joe Hendry might be my favorite. He hasn't had a match here yet, but he might be my yeah. favorite comedy wrestler in wrestling right now. Like. Every time he's on screen, I can't stop laughing. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so far he, so he's, good. Here. He's, oh yeah, he's he's great. And then somebody sent me a video of the time he wrestled um, Mr. Anderson in Scotland, I think in ICW. Okay. And he was, you know, he was doing a lot of these skits back then. He would like sing songs, kind of like what Max Caster does today. So this would have been like five six years ago. And he would actually make up songs about his opponent in little music videos before the match would even start. And then he would come to the ring and the, the, the music video that he made and the parody song he made about Mr. Anderson was so damn ridiculously stupid and funny. I absolutely loved it. I think everybody should go out of the way to check it. Just, uh, just put in your Google machine, Joe Hendry, uh, Mr. Anderson, ICW, and it'll come up. But I was gonna uh, say, it was really funny. Put it in the show notes, but that would, that would give you more work. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot of time. Um, so the next match was a street fight between Heath and PCO. Uh, Heath came down to the ring. He had an open challenge for any member of honor. No more PCO then answered the challenge. But as he's coming out Honor no more said, no, you can't, you're not allowed. You don't get to make your own decisions. So they're still dragging this PCO heel or babyface turnout. Um, and then he said a bunch of awful crap to PCO to get him to take the match, question his manhood. And then they went on to have, gotta say, 
a good match. Like mm-hmm. I probably the best Heath match since he's been in the company. I know, you know, PCOs in the match, so you got to have plunder, but the plunder worked and the bumps were brutal. They did one scene where they were, um, they were on the stage and thankfully not a lot of people were in the audience. So they just had a lot of empty chairs. So Heath was able to throw uh, PCO onto the place where if people had bought tickets to the show where they would have been sitting. Thankfully, they weren't there to get hit. Thankfully, uh, we didn't sell a lot of tickets. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe it was strategy on Impact's part. Maybe they're like, you know, let's hold back <laughs> some of these tickets. <laughs> but Thank I God. thought that was really good. <laughs> uh, PCO might be one of the best pure plunder wrestlers in the world. Like as far as his matches with sheer madness, uh, yeah. I quite – okay, so the di- – I don't like booking this and a ladder match in the same show, right? I don't like two gimmick matches on a TV show. But this yeah. put this put up a glaring example of why this one worked and the other one didn't is we have emotional investment in Heath and PCO. Mm-hmm. So this yeah. works. Like without emotional investment, the gimmick match, the gimmick of the match means absolutely nothing. And we saw that in the digital media match, and we see it here. You know, say what you want about Heath, I do every week, but he is beloved by this fan base. And PCO is a goddamn lunatic who fits here perfectly. So, yeah. and everybody loves him. Everybody loves PCO. What's not to love about PCO? He's your lunatic grandfather Frankenstein. Like, it's great. So this whole thing worked. Worked really well, actually. It absolutely did. At one point during the match, um, Honor No More came down to the ring to cheat, but then Rich Swan and Josh Alexander uh, came down to to equalize the situation, um, got rid of Honor No More, and uh, then it was back to one-on-one, and he took over and got the victory. So good, good match, good stuff from those two guys. Mm-hmm. We go to what was basically the main event. It was a number one contenders match between the Motor City Machine Guns and Ozzy Open, and uh, the Motor City Machine Guns won, and it's actually just been announced, uh, breaking news, Oh, should I do the thing? Do the thing. Should I do the breaking? Do the yeah, thing. Hold on. Breaking news. I made the thing do the thing. <laughs> yeah, break, breaking news. Uh, at Bound for Glory, it's going to be the Motor City Machine Guns versus OGK for the uh, Impact Tag Team titles. And I, I'm looking forward to that. I think it's going to be a very good match. In- Interesting, 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 interesting. Yeah. Well, I, interesting. so what did you what, what did you think of uh, Motor City Machine Guns versus Aussie Open? What did you think of the match? It was here? awesome. It was great. Yeah. It's a shame that it's on a throwaway episode of Impact that I'm going to forget about in three weeks. Right. This is something that could be on a pay per view or something like that. Like it's just mm-hmm. I know you gotta you gotta do TV, right? You gotta have good stuff on TV. But I feel like Aussie Open are doing such good things in this country and they're gonna be forgotten about because they're just in random TV episodes. Like they're so damn good. Right? Yeah. I just well, want to so see the, more. The thing that's holding them back is that they're signed to New Japan. Correct. So they're not going to be full time in impact or AEW. So mm-hmm. what are you, you're gonna bring them in for a taping and you're gonna have two matches, right? And uh, yeah, you're right. People are going to forget about it. Now, if they can get dates on the guys and keep them around for six months, then maybe they can do stories. But right now, I don't think they're going to do stories because I don't think they're coming back to the, to the next set of tapings. Counterpoint. Oh, play Ooh. the thing. Play the oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Hold on. We're fuck it. Let's go. Brace for debate. I made the thing play the thing. Um, <laughs> if you have, if you get these guys from New Japan for X amount of time, you know you can bring. If you're just going to have a match, right? Put it on a pay-per-view. Put it on a, a PLE. Put it on one of those things. Like throwing yeah. out a random episode of Impact means it doesn't really matter. Like at least when they brought Will Ospreay into the U.S., we get 
a pay-per-view match with Orange Cassidy, people are like, still like, man, that was a really good match. You know, I think that that's the way to utilize these guys from New Japan that you don't have in all the time is shine a spotlight on them. Right, because I would like to see like this could have been this probably should have been on. And again, I don't know what the dates are, but they try to should try to make this work out. You know, our Victory Road special. Yeah. That's what we've seen. Yeah. If if they were available for those dates, yeah, yeah they, they should have prioritized it. They do have somebody from New Japan on Victory. They have Yuimura. So I mean, I, I don't think that that would have been a barrier. Well, I'm just saying that um that Different. just because Yui Mora was available, that doesn't mean Aussie Open was available. I'm just saying that there are New Japan talent available for Correct. the show because they have one. That that's the point I was trying to make. No, I, are... I agree. I agree. And so it's like if you're gonna bring them in for random episodes, but it's not gonna lead to anything, then you know, what are we doing? I you know, but I still like to see them. So I'm like, well, if, if this is all we get, then this is all we get. I'm so happy with at least getting them somehow, right? No, I'm with you. What I would have liked to have seen is Aussie Open kill oh Gosh, do we have any tag teams anymore? Decay, something like that. You yeah. know, let them pin, let them beat up Crazy Steve and protect Black Taurus, and then have the match with Motor City Machine Guns at Victory Road, which leads to the guns challenging OGK at, you know, uh, Bound Glory. You know what I'm saying? Or what? Yeah, whatever. I'm getting return. Yeah, Bound Glory. Like that's what I would rather have seen. Again, are the dates working out? I couldn't tell you. All I know is, you know, they work strong, which tapes bulk. So I mean, they have yeah. some flexibility. Yeah, no, I get you. Well, I hope that they do get to bring these guys back in. As of right now, they're not scheduled to be at Victory Road, so who knows where that's leading? But maybe, maybe they bring them for Bound for Glory. Who knows? I I have uh, I have no idea. But I would like to see them uh, more often. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, good good match. A lot of cool stuff happening there. Uh, next, we go to Tasha Steele. She talked about her upcoming match at Victory Road against Killer Kelly, and Kelly was there asking if she wanted to play. Mm. JD thoughts. Nothing that won't get me in trouble. Um, <laughs> Impact clearly knows what they're doing. Killer Kelly clearly knows what, you know, Killer Kelly has a, a grasp on her character, which is like, okay. So like, remember the Divas era when they try to do sexy and everything was like, you know, bimbo stupid kind of stuff. She yeah. has this like sultry femme fatale thing going. That's like, I guess insultory is probably the best word I could think of. It's not like insulting or stupid, but it's still really pretty sexy. You know what I'm saying? Like it's unique to pro wrestling, and I'm I I like it not just on a you know a horn dog level, but just on like a like a, a a storytelling level. I think it's really good. I think it's unique, and I think she pulls it off better than like ninety well, percent of ninety nine percent of uh, competitors out there. She's really good at what she does. So she became the character, right? And she's yeah. doing a good job with it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like she's putting on a front. I feel like no. when I'm watching her, that is who she is, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, um, I, and I think that's important whenever you got uh, you got a, a unique character like that. Absolutely. Uh, next, we go to Giselle Shaw backstage talking about Friday's match with uh, Mickey James, saying that James uh, was going to pass the torch to her. So we'll, we'll see. Maybe uh, maybe Mickey James retires uh, tomorrow. So I, I doubt that. I doubt it too. All right, so we go to the main event segment. It was a uh, uh, contract signing for the barbed wire match for tomorrow night between Moose, uh, Sammy Callahan, and uh, Steve Macklin. Sorry, I lost my brain there for a second. Um, so, JD, what, what did you think about this one, and uh, how did it go? Um, you know, it's you know, Sammy doesn't come out at first. Sammy's doing the whole mind game thing. So, Moose and Mackler in the ring, shit talking to each other. And it's fine. It's stuff we've heard before. Then Sammy comes out, does this thing. He's got okay. He he's gonna sign the contract with a barbed wire pen. 
He's got a pen wrapped in barbed wire and he puts his hand around it. And then he's, he, he makes like a fist around the pen. So he's going to sign it like a kindergartner. Like when they have the hold the pens and they, they sign, they like write with uh, or color with a big fist. That's what he was going to do. And then Macklin stabbed him. In, okay. They said he stabbed him in the head with the pen, but a pen is like little tiny. So really you poked him in the head with the pen, but Sammy <laughs> sold it like he got shot. And then Moose and Macklin fought <laughs> and Sammy came up a bloody mess from a pen, mind you. A pen, and then uh, you know Sammy, you know uh, uh, Moose goes for the spear, misses it. Sammy beats them up, takes the contract, wipes his hand, wipes his face with the blood, and signs it. They said he signed it in blood. He more like put a like a, a handprint on it, like in Castaway when they made <laughs> when they made yeah. the volleyball. It was more like that. is that is that a valid payroll signature? You think you think that if, would hold up if, in court? Okay, if X is a valid payroll signature, then a bloody handprint can also be because your fingerprints are also on that. So I think it counts. Um, oh, that's good. It was it made for an art and visual. I'm not gonna lie. Like I laughed when when they sold the way Sammy sold getting hit in the head with a pen. Like if you ever poked yourself with a pen, you go ow, and then you move on. You don't act <laughs> like you don't act like you've been mortally wounded, which, you know, is what Sammy's good at doing. But it was it made for a good visual. So uh, I hate contract signings. Me, too. That, and that was them. the point. I was, I'm done with them. If I never see another one, I'm, I'd be happy with that. So but you you sent us something um, I did. in the BFI in the BFI chat. Somebody posted an old uh, press conference that was on TNA circa 2016 between EC3 and Bobby Lashley. It might have oh, been yeah. Earlier. Yeah, yeah, that was that, great. I think that was that was cool, and I remember the press conference between Rich Swan and Kenny Omega leading up to Rebellion a couple of years ago. That was also cool. Like, you know, let's switch it up a little bit. Why do we have like we just had the contract signing between Alex Shelley and Josh Alexander just a month ago, and now we're doing another contract signing segment again. Can we switch it up a little bit? And is the contract signing between these three guys? for a barbed wire match, really the way to go. I know it was a hold harmless, like making sure that impact is not being held liable. I get what I get. They're trying to switch it up a little bit, but you know, come on, give, give us some uh, variety here. So I want to see more press conferences in pro wrestling because yeah. what we've been, what we've been doing for so long, like WWE set this template in like 1998, 97, 98 ish that I think pro wrestling has stayed married to for far too long. Like E Dynamite Impact, like everything is still very much formatted like Raw would be back in yeah. the day. So I think the more we can utilize press conferences, Cody tried to do the weigh-in and it didn't work. I think the problem is they tried to do it in like a ring. They should yeah. have done it like at like one of those um con- one of those like uh, press events that Tony yeah. Khan likes to do, well, or like one of those. What, uh, uh, autograph shows something like that yeah yeah something like that and you know i'd hate to bring the guy's name up again but uh, the way what aki bono and the big show did before wrestlemania years and years ago they did like it was like a legitimate and then they had a bunch of you know kayfabe photographers down there and they did like a legitimate weigh-in mm-hmm. um but but cody and uh, anthony gogo tried to do it in the ring and they didn't actually have the 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 scale wasn't calibrated and all this and that they had a bunch of issues well rings give yeah that's the problem. That's like when you, if you, <laughs> if you want to mess with your weight when you got a scale, you put the thing on a floor that has give to it. Like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what they were thinking with that. Like, well, 
It's clearly well. You know, I would say that they never knew anything about combat sports, but that's not true because Anthony Gogo is a boxer, and Cody was a big like a high school wrestler, like an all American, a good high right? school wrestler. He's, yeah, uh, he's a state champion, Georgia. State champion, sorry. but but I mean, like they they sh- I, th- I don't think it's like most things you get excited about the idea and you just don't think about it until you're in the moment. And you're like, yeah, this was dumb. Like if they'd have done it on the stage, it could have worked. But like I think that we like one thing that makes New Japan so cool is the fact that they utilize those press conferences to do their mm-hmm. promos. And it gives it such a sports feel that I want to see. Well, let's be frank. What's been <laughs> the biggest promo of the year is going to be CM Punk's meltdown I, in a press conference. Yeah. So so I was I, I was just about to bring that up. Yeah, I think that's what we should utilize from everywhere from now on. Make that cliche because at least it's different. Yeah, well, I, I I think it'd just be hilarious. I don't know if Josh has the chops to pull it off, but it, maybe they do a press conference between Eddie and Josh heading into Bound for Glory, and Josh is like, all like you know, upset and perturbed. He's like, you know, I got this empty-headed dumb fuck named Eddie Edwards going into business for himself. I don't I don't know that Josh can pull that off, but I I think that would be that would be pretty funny. Maybe at yeah. one point Eddie brings up Ethan Page, you know, and like, and Josh gets all hot about it. That would that would be hilarious. You know who does have the charisma to pull that off, but unfortunately he's doing stupid shit right now is Eric Young. Yeah. Yeah. No, he 100%. 100% he can pull it off. It's a shame. Yeah. No, I just want to see Prescott. I mean, I'm kind of over, I'm kind of over the visual, the promo and again in the ring. I just want to see some variety. I want to see some variants. Like, like I like remember like the Crockett shows they, they do the, they do the, uh, the promos behind the backdrop. You know, I just, I want to see, I want to see something different sometimes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I, I feel you. Uh, I, I totally agree. Um, so before we head into, hold on just a second, before we head into our Patreon, let's just go over real quick. We'll go match by match on victory road. Um, so victory road, we'll start from the bottom. Uh, first match on the show. We got the motor city machine guns versus Vincent and PCO just announced, um, right before we went on to air. What do you, what do you think about this? I mean, I mean, we already know who wins, right? Yes, the guns are going over. We're gonna <laughs> yeah. let we're gonna go further into the, uh, which is fine. It's gonna it's gonna do two things. We're gonna move the guns closer to the titles, and we're gonna keep the wedge between PCO and I don't know more. So it works. Yeah, perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, triple threat revolver match. We got Kazarian, Kenny King, Laredo Kid, Alex Zane, Mia Yim uh, versus Trey Miguel versus Black Taurus versus Yuya Yui Mora. Um, in the X Division uh, revolver match, the winner gets a title shot at Speedball Bailey, presumably at Bound for Glory. Um, can I go ahead and make my prediction first? Go for it. And 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 if you disagree, we'll hit the brace for debate button. I think Frankie wins. I I think Frankie gets uh, the victory here and heads to to Bound for Glory to go against Speedball. I can't argue that. I was going to say maybe Mia Yum because she won tonight, but I think it might just be to legitimize her a little bit in the match. Yeah, yeah, Frankie. Um. I was gonna say they haven't really done much with Frankie on the show, but he's Frankie, so you don't need to do much to build. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be that would that would give it some more some interest. To be honest with you, I want to see that match. Yes, I'm with you. Yeah. No debate, no cool. debate necessary. No debate necessary. Uh, Killer Kelly versus Tasha Steeles. Me, who you got? Oh, I win. That's who it was. Uh, Kelly or Killer Kelly. Yeah, I think Killer Kelly's uh, gonna take that one. They're building her, folks. All right, uh, Josh Alexander, Heath, and Rich Swan versus Eddie Edwards and the OGK. Uh, I have a bold prediction. You want to hear it? Yes, please. I I think Eddie Edwards pins Josh here with help from Heath. Hmm. Uh, mm. I think Eddie Edwards pins Josh 
is the safe way to build interest in their title match. Yes. And I yep. think that's what we will do. I don't think we will do anything overly creative because that's just not what we do right now. Right. Right. Everything is very, everything is very safe paint by numbers, you know, two thousands pro wrestling right now. So I think by having a Heath turn, which you've been advocating for quite some time would make sense. I do not think it will happen though. I'm just going to say, um, with interference, he, uh, Eddie Edwards pins Josh. I, I think I think right now the feud between Josh and Eddie is cold, and I think they cold. need a bigger hook. I need they need a bigger hook, and so uh, Eddie at least needs to get the victory over over Josh. Because we're not yeah, creative. Mickey, that's true. Mickey James versus Giselle Shaw. Is Mickey going to retire on on a Friday night show that is not going to be watched by many people? No. No, absolutely not. Mickey James takes it too easy. Uh, X Division champ Mike Bailey defends against uh, Ring of Honor Booker Delirious. Legend. I, they legend, keep throwing sorry. this term "legend" around, <laughs> and I'm like, do people actually watch Ring of Honor? Like, is Speedball gonna win? It's just weird. The reverence paid to Delirious disturbs me. I'm not. I, I've said it before. <laughs> it just it bothers me. I know. I know. Josiah, like, oh, he'd be a great guy to have on as the Booker, and you and I are both like, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, are we going to bury Josiah? No, are we going to bury the pastor twice in one episode? No, no, we're just going to say we disagree. (laughs) He liked the stable. He liked the stable presence that that um, Delirious brought to Ring of Honor. I disagreed. I said it made for boring television. And he's like, well, I can't yeah. argue that. <laughs> yeah. So again, like well, he he enjoyed the the big action of going to the, the Ring of Honor shows, which was great. I like watching wrestling on TV. I want to see, I want to see ankles. Quite frankly, that's what that's what gets yeah. me interested. Yeah, and then eventually he brought in Bully Ray to help out, and that just fell flat. I think Bully Ray was not a good booker uh, or a good creative mind. Um, so uh, then they had the Angelina Love and the whole deal over there with that. So and then at one point they brought Enzo and Cass in for one night, and that just totally backfired on them. So like it seemed like they were trying to do stuff outside the the normal bounds of Ring of Honor, but everything they do would just fall flat and fail. So. It's like when they, they, you know, we're both drinking Coke Zero tonight, like in the 80s when we were kids, Coke famously changed their formula and everybody went, what the fuck? So I think that um, people don't want Ring of Honor to be WWE. Yeah. Even if the new one, Tony Khan's trying to get the new one going, don't, you know, do something different. Don't make Ring of Honor AEW. Don't make it another AEW show. Have it have its own identity. Totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, Knockouts champion Jordan Grace versus a newcomer Max the Impaler in a non-title match. Jordan Grace is going to do some crazy strong stuff to that gigantic Max the Impaler. So Max, she's... yeah, Max is uh, Max is not a small wrestler. Max, I think, could pass. You know, I, I wouldn't say she's, or I wouldn't say. Sorry, I'm trying to learn a little bit. I wouldn't say that Max is as strong as Jordan, but uh, Max is kind of a powerhouse. Um, you know to as well it is unfair to compare them to jordan grace because who is that strong Uh, neither one of us hell no i mean she's stronger than a lot of male wrestlers like she is she's something which is going to be cool because she's going to get max up in that in that pile driver that uh, i forget what she calls her made in japan finish but it's going to look really cool when she does it yeah yeah, and I do I do respect Max and I respect the pronoun, so I'm trying my best. So please everybody give me a little bit of grace. I am effort, learning. Bro. So you're putting the effort. effort yeah, matter. yeah, I, I but I do I do I do respect that. So please uh please give me a pass on that. I didn't mean it. Um then in the main event, we got uh, Barbed Wire Massacre, Steve Macklin versus Sammy Callahan versus Moose. 
Um, this one, this one's a difficult one for me to call because I, I think really n- neither, none, none of them should lose, <laughs> but I think any of them could lose and I wouldn't be surprised. So it's, this one's a toss up for me. I think whoever wins this is going to be fine. It's not going to be a big deal. Whoever wins. Moose over Macklin. You think so? So the thing I had was I figured it was going to be Moose over Sammy because they do keep Moose strong and Sammy always loses. Um, Sam, but I can see. Does, I, but this is his match. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's his match, but it was also Abyss's match. And I don't think Abyss ever won one of these things. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a very good point. And he, we, hmm, I haven't thought about it until you said that, but Sammy is kind of the new Abyss. Yeah. It's yeah. like uh, Sammy and PCO are trying to, you know, pick up the burden that has been gone since Abyss left the company. Yeah. Big shoes to fill. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, it looks like a pretty good card. I'm I'm pretty hyped yeah. for it. I think the X Division Revolver match, I, that's got my interest the most. And then I'm, that, I'm, a, yeah, and I'm a sucker for an old school barbed wire match. So the Revolver, I think, is going to steal the show. If it doesn't, we have problems. Um, don't get your expectations up too high for Speedball and Delirious. It will be fine, <laughs> and people will be like, oh, my God, it was fantastic, because no one's seen Delirious work in years. And he's fine. He's competent. But, you know, it's not going to be lights out. People will act like it is, because whenever Speedball does anything, people are like, oh, my God, it's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Like, it'll be fine. The Revolver is going to be cool. Yeah, Revolver, going to steal the show easy. All right, guys. Uh, so if you're listening to us on uh, YouTube or you're watching us on YouTube, or you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, head over to Patreon for some more content. Go to patreon.com slash fightgamemedia. And uh, we are going to talk about an upcoming episode of BFI, which we don't know when it's going to drop but because we, we haven't recorded it yet. But we're going to have a special, a very special episode where we're going to do a kind of a fantasy booking episode. So we're going to, we're going to talk about that we're going to introduce some of the ideas we've worked with john muse a uh, creative genius john muse has given us uh, some ideas we got the brackets down the talent pools for a impacts version of the g1 or the bound for glory series we're going to talk about that a little bit and we also got some contract news uh regarding uh, ogk and maria canellas so um but that's going to do it for us on the free feed patreon stick around <laughs>